Hospital presents... Shakespeare tells us. And all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances. And one man in his time plays many parts. Today, the many parts are played by a great actress who was unable to distinguish the theater from life and the future from the past. Eleonora, tell me what is upsetting you. It's a feeling I've had all day, Max. I'm deathly afraid. Well, it doesn't sound like your usual first night butterfly. No, it's not. I've always wanted to play Juliet, and tonight I will. I can. It's just that I woke up with this fear today, and it keeps growing. Uh, is there someone who's threatening you? No, not that I know of. What I do know is that I feel terribly, terribly frightened. <laughs> drama, Eleonora, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agate Jr. and stars Marion Sullivan. I shall return shortly with Act One. I suppose at one time or another we have all fallen in love with a great actor or actress. I can say quite candidly it happens regularly to me ever since I saw my very first play. And over the years, I have idolized many of the loveliest ladies of the theater. But there was one. Eleonora was her name. No one had more admirers. Our curtain rises backstage at the Jefferson Theater in Washington a few hours before opening night. The voice you hear is that of Eleonora. Fisk! Fisk! Front and center, where are you? Here I am, dear. I was just saying about your cat for the ballroom scene. They've sewn the pearls on all wrong. Yes, I... I don't feel at all well. I know, dear. In three hours, I'm supposed to get on that stage and be innocent and girlish. What <laughs> made me think I could play Juliet? Fourteen years old and I'm forty. I must have been out of my head. Don't be foolish, Eleonora. Now, what is bothering you, really? I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, send Max to me, will you? Perhaps he can knock some sense into my stupid head. Uh, it's me, darling. Don't tell me I can't come in because I'm coming in anyway. Oh, Max. Oh, Eleonora, you look simply ravishing, doesn't she, Fisker? I don't know why you bother putting makeup on tonight. Eh? Just go on as you are. Max, I have makeup on. Uh, Fisk, that costume woman is making such a fuss with me because you told her that the beads on the Juliet cap look like popcorn. Now, go, 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 make peace with her. Yes, Mr. Orloff. Uh, now, Eleonora, tell me, what is upsetting you, huh? Max, 
How did you know? Oh, how did I know? I feel the vibrations as I walk through the stage door. Now, how many plays have I directed you in, huh? <laughs> I shouldn't know your moods. Uh, right now, you should be relaxing like a good little Miss Juliet. And what do I find? <laughs> you look like you're preparing to play St. John as a stake. That's about the way I feel, Max. I'm, I'm frightened to death. Well, is uh, someone threatening you? I can't tell. I'm not sure. <laughs> Some, somebody from years ago? I, I, I can't be sure. Oh, I'll get over it. How's the house? Good business? Oh, how should the house be? Eleanor, who has played Candida Camille, Rosalind, Portia. The house is sold out, of course. Washington is a big theater town. That's good. So, there's nothing I can do. Shall I call the police? No, no, no. Just to know you're here, Max, that's enough. No. Now tell Fisk I don't want to be disturbed for half an hour. I'm going to sleep. Uh, Now you are talking sense. Just sleep, my angel. And after tonight, I guarantee you we are going to change the title of the play. Bill Shakespeare won't mind. (laughs) I'm calling it Juliet and Romeo. You should have top billing. What's the matter with her? It doesn't seem like first night butterflies. I don't know what it is, Mr. Olaf. But I've been noticing something all through rehearsals. Anna Fisk, you have known Eleonora longer than any of us, and you know me. I never put my nose into the private lives of my actors, but I'll tell you frankly, why has this beautiful woman never married? Why is there never a man? She must have men friends. How does she keep it all secret? I can't answer any of those questions because I don't know the answer. Yes, but you know what I mean. There are certain times a woman needs her own man by her side. There she sits alone in her dressing room. In a few hours, she has to walk on stage and follow the great Juliets. Uh, Ellen Terry, Julia Marlowe, Maud Adams. That's not easy. I wish my dear, magnificent Eleonora had her man with her at this minute. Then nothing would frighten her. Of course I heard what Max said. The walls backstage are paper thin. Five years ago, there was such a man for me. How darling a fist to pretend she didn't know anything about it. Five years ago, Berlin, when I was playing Marguerite in Goethe's Faust at the Schauspielhaus. And one night, Fisk came up to me as I was standing in the wings, waiting for the curtain call. Eleonora, that man is here again tonight. You mean the one who's been sending the red roses? Yes. This is the third night, and he's come with a dozen more. He asked, could he please see you? Another dozen? If he keeps it up, there won't be a red rose left in Berlin. (laughs) (laughs) What will I tell him? Oh, uh, all right. Tell him I'll see him uh, tomorrow after the performance. Tell him all your curtain calls. And says, tell him no more roses. If he wants to bring me something red, bring me a tomato plant. (laughs) At least you can eat them. Coming! 
name is Misha. Uh, don't you have a surname? Well, I could ask you the same question. Eleonora who? Oh, well, my last name is so dreadful that I'd have to play nothing but comedy parts. <laughs> well, actually, it's done quite often on the stage. But you must have a surname, no? Well, all of us in my group, we use only first names. It's, um, our protection. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful lady. I can tell by that. Oh. But I haven't told you enough. But tonight, the first time we meet in your dressing room, uh, well, I cannot tell you all. Well, you must tell me something. Where in Berlin, in the middle of winter, did you find a tomato plant with four whole tomatoes growing on it? If I tell you, you won't laugh at me. Oh, how can you think that? <laughs> I grow tomatoes. Oh. Indoors. It, it's my only luxury. I keep my apartment heated only to grow tomatoes. <laughs> and when you told the white-haired lady, your dresser, have him bring me tomatoes, not roses? <laughs> well, I knew meeting you was meant to be. You make such pretty speeches. <laughs> you must be a playwright. <laughs> I write. Yes, but not plays. Oh, and is that all you're going to tell me? We shall never get to know one another if you're so mysterious. Well, I write certain editorials in a Neuer Tugblatt. Oh, I must read them. Yes, yes, I would like you to. But you don't do dramatic criticism also? I wish I did. But I couldn't be impartial about your performance. And I have seen Faust four times now, and your Marguerite is heartbreaking. But you must know that. No. Uh, you lose sight of the audience when you're lost in the character. Yes, it's hard to believe. You mean you don't know how your soul reaches out and ennobles them? Oh, Misha, Misha. You must turn the heads of many a young woman. <laughs> no, no, I have no special woman of my own. What I mean is, as an artist, you have such power over people. You should you should use it more for the good of the many. If they buy tickets, I'll give them their money's worth. They won't get cheated. No, I am talking about the ones who cannot afford to buy tickets. To whom every mark is bread or milk or heat or even one fresh egg. But what can I do for them? I'm not a social worker. I'm an actress. You can't shake your responsibility to others by saying that. You live in the same world. You must do something. God has given you the talent to reach people, to make them think, understand how beautiful love could be. Oh, so many things, Eleonora. You have the power. I only wish you could use it better. But I only have it, speaking words that somebody else has written. I will write for you. A play? Oh, yes, write me a play, Misha. I will be the Florence Nightingale of the soul. Ah, you haven't been <laughs> listening to anything I said. My right of freedom, of sleep without nightmares, of true happiness, not 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 something to be bought or sold. I'm sorry, I, I can't say anymore. Dear Misha, I hardly know you. And you've touched me, you really have. Tell me, what are you going to do now? Now? I'll just take off my costume, take off my makeup and go to my hotel. Will you spend the rest of the evening with me? I would like you to meet my friends. There are those here in Berlin as dedicated to the cause of everyone's happiness as I am. Oh, Misha, I've never met anyone who wasn't dedicated to that. Ah, but we are doing something to make such a wish come true. Will you come? It's not far from the theater. They're all good people, and you will meet them. Won't you? Why not? 
Fisk? Come and help me off with my costume. Five years ago, in Berlin, Misha. I fell in love with him. Not because he was the leader of a group dedicated to human rights. Not because he grew tomatoes in the wintertime. Or he saw in me powers of persuasion I didn't know I had. Misha had what the poets call the fire within. And it consumed me. Is everybody here, Otto? I think so, Misha. Good. Now let us blow out all the candles except the one on the table here in the middle of the room. I call the meeting of the secret society to order. We have been joined this evening by Rudy and Otto, two of our busiest members who have been away from Berlin on group business. I would like to introduce them to a new applicant to the society who has begun her indoctrination four weeks ago. Her name is Eleonora. And I believe she is capable of making a great contribution to our cause. Eleonora... Will you approach the table, please, and speak to us? Um, friends, although my profession is that of an actress, I wish with all my heart to play a role for the betterment of everyone on a far larger stage than the theater. I have been privileged to attend all the indoctrination meetings for the past four weeks, and uh, I... Misha, can I say it now? Speak. Go ahead. I know I have not yet proven myself, but nevertheless, I would give everything I have for you in the society to consider me for actual membership. I would like no longer to be a painted face, but a real face. I do not ask or wish to be a general or even a captain, but only a good soldier, and I shall be proud to do whatever I am ordered. So, Eleonora, the supreme actress, in love with an idealistic firebrand, offers herself to a cause that will change her life far more drastically than any part she may assume in any drama. These are the crossroad corners of existence, and the road one follows may offer no turning back, as we shall see when I return shortly with that too. room a few hours before the curtain is to rise on a long-awaited appearance as Juliet in Shakespeare's love tragedy. Something has frightened her to such an extent that her past rises up, and in a half-sleep she remembers Berlin five years ago, and Misha, the only love of her life. Eleonora, Eleonora, hmm? wake up, dear. You asked me to wake you in half an hour. Oh, yes. How long? To curtain time. No, you have another two and a half hours. I haven't really been asleep. I, I heard you and Max talking about why I'd never married. And I was thinking about him, Misha, you know. How could I forget? When we were in Berlin. Oh, Fisk, how could you have let me do such a stupid thing? Oh, my dear child. First, I didn't know what your friends in that group were up to. Second, you were extremely secretive. 
and said you were in love. Yes, I was. Well, let me rest just one more half hour, will you? Good idea. But try to really rest. <laughs> that means no thinking about the past. What's done is done. You were childish and rash. Now close your eyes. Fisk was right. She knows. When I look back to the blind fool I was, I loved Misha and I played the society's savior, following Misha's direction. A play within a play. I gave my promise of allegiance, and then Misha called on the others to speak. Rudy, welcome, Eleonora. I am Rudy. Science is my profession, specifically a destructive science. Otto, please. I am Otto. I'm a banker, probably the oldest member of the society. So far, we have only one woman member, and I'm so happy to welcome a second. Otto, you haven't said what you do for the society. Uh, oh. oh, yes, yes. The new order of mankind cannot grow out of a minefield or a battlefield or an earth scorched by radioactivity. The new mankind can exist only by means of equal distribution of wealth. And in such matters, I am an expert. Thank you, Otto. Eleonora, this is Helga, who up to now has been the only woman member of this society. How do you do, Eleonora? How do you do, Helga? Eleonora, I now ask you to face the wall. Thank you. Friends, comrades, I ask for a show of hands. For those of you who believe that Eleonora has a right to join us and become a soldier for the society... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Now may I see the hands raised against? Thank you. Eleonora, the vote for membership has been unanimous. Will all members now repeat our oath after me? I am one part of the whole. I am one part of the whole. Eleonora, repeat it and you may join in with the others. I am one part of the whole. The identity of each of those in the society shall be forever secret. The identity of each of those in the society shall be forever secret. The punishment for betrayal is death. The warning of death, a black cross. That black cross, which one day would play such a pivotal role in my existence, on the day of the oath meant nothing more than a fanciful piece of what a child I was, and how quickly I aged and grew up. It was our last performance of Faust in Berlin, not a seat in the theater empty. And the play was almost over, and I was saying Marguerite's speech to Faust. My mother have I put to death. I drowned the baby born to thee. Was it not given to thee and me? Thee, too. I'll never forget the sound of the screams in the theater or the total horror of knowing who set the bomb. Ring down the curtain, ring down the curtain. Everybody on stage, please, <laughs> please, 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 
looking for Max Paprikash. He's the director of the play at the Shashpil House where the accident happened tonight. Good. Everyone who is injured was taken to the emergency. It's down to Holland make a right turn at the end. Oh, thank you. Come along with me, Fisk. Well, Eleanor, darling. Oh, Fisk, Fisk, what, what are you doing in the hospital? Oh, Max, are you all right? Max is walking. Oh, of course I'm walking. They carried me in here like, like the dying Camille. Are you really all right? Oh, Fisk. I'm ashamed to say, not a scratch, not a bruise. Oh. I tripped and fell down. <laughs> they thought I was injured. Come, let's go back to my hotel. They struck the set. We had a week's rest. I did some shopping, sightseeing, and I tried to keep away from the reporters. By Friday, still nobody had been arrested for the crime. I had no intention of going to that meeting, but I, I couldn't help myself, and I went. I'm glad you're lighting your candle, Eleonora. Hello, Misha. Darling, I knew it must have been difficult for you, but you can understand why we couldn't tell you in advance. Without wishing to, you might just have said something. I was hoping that when I came here tonight, you would say... <coughs> you would say... What? Would I say, Eleanor? But you knew nothing about the bomb. That it was a mistake, an accident. That the society didn't set it off. That's what I was hoping of. Fooling myself. My darling, it was you who made it possible. You knew the ministers of state would be at the last performance. You told us which box. You performed well for the cause. Didn't she, Otto? Well, it isn't always pleasant to see, but we are like doctors. We must cut to remove the infection. It was I then, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I told you they'd be there. Which box they'd be sitting in. Oh, how could I? What is the matter? Helga, go away. Are you joking? You want me to go and her to stay? What happened to you, Misha? You're just making things worse, Helga. You don't understand. She's a very emotional at heart and, and cannot yet accept the casualties of our war. So much blood on my hands. She disgusts me. What is she being now, Lady Macbeth? Helga, stop there. I don't belong here. Not only three ministers killed, but those in the audience underneath that box. What did they do to the cause? They bought tickets to see a play by Goethe. How many injured, maimed, even dead... There are always those who must suffer for the greater good of all. Now, Rudy tried to minimize the explosive effect. He really did. It could have been much worse. Will everyone please blow out this candle? For the sake of our safety, I... I will also extinguish the one on the table. And we will talk briefly in the dark. Gather closer, everyone, please. Otto, Rudy... Eleonora, Helga, Werner, Hans. I don't wish to prolong this meeting. The police are putting on more men every day. It is best you go home until you read my code signal for the next meeting in my column in the Neue Tagblatt. Eleonora, may I see you after this meeting? Eleonora? Has anyone seen Eleonora? I had moved back in the dark and was out the door before anyone could see me. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday went by. I heard that some of the society had been taken in for questioning. 
I still loved Misha, but I could not bring myself to see him again. I thought to myself, what a fool you are, Leonora, to have given your heart to a murderer. The story of Eleonora has its parallels in many of the events we read about in our own papers. Those who take the law into their own hands, who meet out retribution always with the promise of a better world. Innocent bystanders who unthinkingly join in, even like this actress, and become caught up in a world of terror. I shall return shortly with Act Three. There comes a point at which love loses its luster. And if horror is associated with a loved one, and affection tainted with ugliness, one feels trapped. Eleonora resting in a dressing room in Washington Theater before the opening of Romeo and Juliet remembers those final moments of the death of her love affair five years ago in Berlin. The next stop was to be Rome. The actors, stage managers, and all those who made the dream we call theater a reality were at the Bahnhof waiting to board the Rome Express. And on the platform taking charge was Max, our dear Max, director, mother, and father to us all. Well, I hope all my chickens have their own luggage. I must go now to the baggage car and make sure our trunks and costumes are there. Bon voyage! And those of you who are brushing up on parts you haven't played in a long time, please be completely brushed up by the time we arrive in Rome. Yes, sir. Oh. Now, beg your pardon, young man. Hmm? Could you tell me where I could find Eleanor? Eleanor, there's someone here to see you. Now, remember, everyone, when the train signal blows, please get on board. I don't wish to arrive in Rome without a Faust, a Marguerite, or a Mephistopheles. Hello, Misha. Eleanor, where have you been? I've been busy. Too busy to see me? Well, there were a lot of things I wanted to do in Berlin before leaving. I had people to see. Yes, and I wasn't one of them. I was afraid. You said the police... I don't believe that. How did you know we were leaving for Rome today? I had to read about it in the newspapers like everyone else. Couldn't you have told me? Misha, this is very painful for me. How long will you be away? I don't know. From Rome we go to Australia and Canada. And then America. It sounds like... Goodbye. I hope not. Do you really mean that? Oh, Misha. If you don't know by now the feeling I have for you, you never will. That's what troubles me so much. I have to come to terms with what you were doing with your life. It's so foreign to everything I believe in. I thought you believed as I did. As, as all of us do. The end, yes. The means you use. I don't know. All aboard! Goodbye then, my love. Oh, I hope not goodbye. Be careful, Misha, for my sake. My dear, Eleanor, I'm not asleep, Fisk. Just thinking of the past. How much longer before curtain time? I think we might start to get our makeup on. All right. This will be the magic act of all time if I can bring it off. To 
shed 25 years and looked like an Italian maiden? <laughs> Not just any Italian maiden, but Juliet. I wonder why I didn't play her when I was the right age. <laughs> All actors ask that question. I'll go. What beautiful flowers. Thank you. Actually, I'm not the delivery boy. I saw these in the hall with Miss Eleanor's name on them, so I brought them to you. Would you be good enough to tell her somebody'd like very much to see her? She doesn't see anybody before a performance, especially on opening night. Would you tell her one word for me, please? What word? You just say to her, uh, Misha. Misha? Yeah, that's the word. You said your name was Todd? Uh, R.J. Todd. Secret Service. Uh, my identification. Oh, our Secret Service here in Washington. Yeah, Central Intelligence. Uh, Miss Eleanor, it has come to the department's attention that you're still a member of a terrorist party formed in Berlin a decade ago and called the Secret Society. I never knew it was a terrorist group until... Until the bombing in a theater in Berlin you were acting in. Yes. Why did you tell my dresser the word Misha? You know him. Yes. Have you heard from him? No, not in five years. That was in Berlin, just before I took the train to Rome. Not since? No. Not since. I haven't had anything to do with those people for five years. Well, we have reason to believe that members of the society may be in Washington this very moment. And since you're one of them, you should know you're being watched very carefully. You are being followed. But there's no need to do that. I mean, if they're here, I don't want to have anything to do with them. Even if Misha were there? If Misha is still a member of the society, then no, I would not see him. Well, I do believe you. But I know at one time he was very important in your life. Yes, he was. But I was a child then, I suppose. <laughs> a grown-up child. Well, even if you're so inclined to see Misha, I'm afraid that it, well, it just wouldn't be possible. He's been arrested. No. He's dead. Yes, yes, he is. We received word from Interpol that a number of his group tried to hijack a French army bomber in order to blow up one of the French munition plants. The bomber was shot down and neither he nor his companions lived. They had a strange affinity for bombs. Well, uh, I'll, I'll be on my way. And here, here's my card. If any member of the society should contact you, please call me day or night. And remember, you're still being watched. Yes. And, and, and now, I, I'm sorry. I, I have only a, an hour. I have to put my makeup on. Oh, excuse me. Uh, you, uh, you're wearing your own hair for the part? Yes. I hate wigs. I'm just adding these two little black braids. Yeah, braids are somehow identified with the young girl. Yes, that's what we thought in the... Two little braids would sort of help the illusion, you know. Hopefully. <laughs> well, I know you'll be wonderful tonight, and I'm truly sorry I had to come here today on this business. I almost expected it, I think. Eleanor, darling, only for you would I accept an invitation to a Washington party like this after an opening night. We couldn't get out of it, Max. The hostess said the president and his wife would be here. I don't think they even came to the play. <laughs> Tell me frankly, Max, did I overdo the girlishness of Juliet? Oh, 
did you overdo? You couldn't overact if you tried. I was proud. I was crying. I was laughing. I was enjoying myself. Oh, look, uh, there's your Romeo, Chris Michaels. I thought he made uh, Romeo a little strong. You know, tonight he played it like Mercutio. And Mercutio played like Errol Flynn. Yeah? <laughs> I must get them to tone it down tomorrow. Oh, I'll be right back. Hello, Eleanor. Congratulations. I saw the play tonight. Helga. Is you? Yes, it is. It has been a long time. You never came back to Berlin. Helga. I can't believe it. Juliet is a better part than Marguerite in Faust. What are you doing in Washington? I live here now with my husband. Michael, come and congratulate Eleanor. Yes, you were wonderful. Misha. That's right. It's your voice. I never recognized the face. Yes, it's the beard. Oh, my Lord. Helga's name is changed to Helen. I'm Michael. We are Canadians now. I thought... I, I was told you died in a plane crash. The society grew very big since you left Berlin, and they gave me a double. The dub died in that crash. Oh, you were very beautiful on that stage tonight. It was an exciting evening in the theater. Let us move on, Michael. There are some people I must talk to. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll uh, join you in a moment. Don't be long. Yes, Eleonora. We are married. Are you in Washington to do something dangerous? No, dangerous for others. Also dangerous for those who don't like the society. That French plane we had taken, we found out those who sabotaged us were three of our own members. Please leave me alone, Misha. I just wanted you to know that each of those three traitors received his black cross. None of them are alive today. Why are you here? Even though I married Helga, I never stopped loving you. It's been too long for me to be able to trust you, so I... I cannot tell you anything. And nobody knows you're here? That's right. Oh, Misha, why must you go on like this? Couldn't I persuade you to give it up? Would you? For me, Misha? Eleanor, you are more lovely tonight than I even remembered you. No. No, I couldn't. Not even for you. But perhaps you will change. Ah, isn't that Max, your director? Well, uh, I'm at the embassy. I hope you will call me. Well, I, uh, I, I couldn't get Chris over here. Uh, uh, Romeo is the center of a half dozen hopeful Juliet. Max, are you enjoying yourself? Uh, no, no, not at all. Then why don't we go? Come on, let's get out of here. I am at your elbow. Uh, we pick up our coats in the cloakroom. Oh, Max, hmm? I want to make a telephone call. Would you stand in front of the booth when I get in so nobody can see me? Miss Eleanor? Yes? Who is this? R.J. Todd. Oh, oh, yes. I'm calling to tell you that I had a little conversation with two-year-old friends during the night, and, uh, well, they sent their regards. Oh, I see. They're, they're all taken care of? Well, let's not go into that right now. This isn't a safe phone. I just wanted to thank you for your help and 
By the way, congratulations. The critics were unanimous about you. Thank you. For everything, Mr. Todd. Fisk? Fisk, where are you? I was just having a look at the afternoon papers. Oh, you should be very proud, my dear. Is Max in the theater yet? Is Max in the theater? He's been restaging the duel between Mercutio and Tybalt all day. Oh, that Max. <laughs> he can think of more ways to improve his scene. <laughs> oh, my dear. To hear you laugh again. What a pleasure. Yesterday was a bad one, wasn't it? And today, I... I can't understand it. There's such a weight has been lifted from me. I, I almost feel as if I really were 50. <laughs> Fisk. What is it? My braids. Yes, those are your braids. Did you lay them out on my dressing table? Oh, my dear, you know I never touch them. You take them off and put them in your makeup box. What makes you think I touched them? Well, they're here, on the table. But that's nothing to become so excited about. Probably after the opening last night, you undid them and forgot to put them away. I would never have placed them like this, one on top of the other. Well, somebody did if you didn't. And I locked your dressing room door last night after you left and unlocked it today. Is something wrong with the brain? You don't understand. They're lying in a cross on top of each other. A black cross. When I introduced this tale to you, I mentioned my great admiration for Eleonora and of the many parts I'd seen her play. Unfortunately, I never saw her do Juliet. You see, she played it only twice. When the curtain came down on the second performance and the actors went to the wings to await their curtain calls, Eleonora did not arise from the tomb. Her Juliet had really died. I shall return shortly. The fun. In her way, the beautiful Eleonora loved Misha. In its way, it was a lover's story that ended unhappily. And as the prince says at the end of Romeo and Juliet, a glooming peace this morning with his brings. The sun for sorrow will not show its head. Go hence to have more talk of these sad things. Some shall be pardoned and some punished. For never was a story of more woe than this of Juliet and her Romeo. Our cast included Marion Selzis, Evie Juster, Earl Hammond, and Gloria Batista. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. No, oh, I can't. I won't. I won't. Yes, yes, I am coming. Is this the home of Dr. Francisco Canovas? Yes. What can... No. No. It is Cipriano. Yes. I am Cipriano. You cannot be Cipriano. He was killed. I saw him die. I am his son. But you were only a child. Scarcely five years old. I was 20. Yesterday. Fifteen years. Has it been fifteen? Fifteen years. Oh, come in, come in, come in. 
What, what, what can I do for you? It's not what you can do for me. It's what you must do with me. This is Tommy Grimes, inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time. Pleasant dreams. Chicagoans about the way they handle their money. I use my checking account, uh-huh. you know, and I have large sums of money in my checking account because that's where my rent goes right. and all of my other large bills, and I make certain that I have enough money to cover those. Is that paying you interest? No. I get absolutely nothing. I'll bet you really feel unhappy about that. Yes. <laughs> I do feel that way, and it's just sitting there. Yeah. What does your savings account pay? Five and three quarters. Is that enough? No. Suppose there was an account that pays a lot more, combines your checking and savings, and pays a higher rate like a money funder or CD. The interest rate is, is a definite advantage. Uh-huh. It sounds good. Well, there is an account like that. The money system at Bank of Ravenswood. Money system lets you write checks for any amount, pays a high yield like a money fund, and money system is FDIC insured. I would look into it. Would you like the money system phone number? Sure, I would. You would? I would. Okay, 989 3102. 989 3102. Right. <laughs> money system 989 3102. This month paying over 10%, $2,500 minimum. CBS News, this is Frank Sebapani. The Senate put the icing on President Reagan's tax cake Thursday night, voting to join the House in approving a legislative package that would